Hello, my name's Gregory Wilker. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Live with Greg. Today is November 17th, 2019, and last night I learned that my podcast had way exceeded the resources I have to keep it alive as a video podcast. So I am actively working to move it to an audio podcast. The video is still available on my website, gregorywoker.com, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Live with Greg. Thanks for your support. for me as mm-hmm. currently a meat eater mm-hmm. and I was a vegan at one How point in my life. Yes. Great. Um, is okay, I have this short mm-hmm. story. Great. I was, I'd love to hear it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I was invited to go salmon fishing with a friend when I worked at the radio stations mm-hmm. and I caught a salmon mm-hmm. and part of that process was cleaning it, Mm -hmm. and um, when I cut it open, it had all these eaten sardines in it, Mm -hmm. and it was a very real experience for me of the circle of life. Mm -hmm. It had eaten these sardines, Mm -hmm. and I was going to eat it, and I felt very much a part of life in the process. Mm -hmm. So then you went off veganism because of that? No, I went off veganism when Robin was born. Oh, I see. <laughs> and she had a pepperoni pizza. <laughs> that was That's funny. Yeah. But I didn't have a spiritual or deep experience for my choice of veganism. Yes. 
where it sounds like for you there was a far more personal resonance. Yeah. And first, for, what made you become vegan? I think Liz. I, oh, she Liz. Was, was she was, yeah. yeah. That's his wife. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved her. I still do. So, you know, that's it is very sweet. Well, mm -hmm. I, I really spineless. Yeah. <laughs> so then she kind of fell off when she had children and stuff. Um, actually, she doesn't eat meat very hard. In fact, she, yeah, I'd, I'd say the last time she ate any meat was probably years ago, a couple mm -hmm. years ago. Great. A few years ago, yeah. That's great. <clears throat> Good. And then, so the salmon, you felt like it didn't hit you that the salmon... You took its life and and the other life that was in it and stuff. It, it did hit me. But it hit you in a different way. I understand that process. I can I get what you're saying. Right. Yeah. I think for everybody it's different. And uh, I think the thing with vegans, when you first learn about all the atrocity that Sometimes they can be, how do you say, not so kind and trying to push it on people. And I, I have to say I was like that, but I've come sort of full circle in realizing that that's not how it works and you have to be more compassionate about the whole process with people and that's the way to make change. Yeah. Can that compassion, are you able to do that with the people who, what you, you and I could easily say are atrocities to animals, <laughs> you know, when you talk about them being in crates, um, etc. You know, mm -hmm. that's, a, is it, have you found that it's possible to have compassion for people who are acting in such Manners. That are eating meat, you mean? No, no, that are abusing animals in, in such... Well, you know, way. people... I have a lot of uh, vegans on Facebook, so I get little tidbits here and there about their thoughts on things. And there's one that really abhors people that work in slaughterhouses. They have no pity for them. And... I was just at a protest at the Rancho Veal Processing Slaughterhouse up in Petaluma. And I don't know if you heard about that recall in Marin here. Did you hear? Oh, you didn't hear that. It was a, let me look at my notes. <laughs> 8.7 million pounds of beef recalled, grass-fed beef from like Neiman Ranch. And it had the cows had eye cancer, and so they were closed down because of it. And so that, I mean, just the waste generated from that, that, that amount of food could have fed cities like New York, Tokyo, and uh, London, that amount of meat. And so just the environmental impact that we are 
doing to this world, eating meat is horrendous. It was, uh, I, I think I might be changing the subjects, but um, there was a report by Livestock Monk Shadow from the United Nations, I think it was 2006, that talked about um, the detriment of eating meat to the planet and how it's only going to get worse if we don't do something. And so that hit me, and the pollution from the factories, and um, just all the water generated to raise the uh, rain. First of all, rainforests are being destructed for the soy and the cattle grazing, and the soy is fed to the livestock, and then you have all the water raised for the grains to feed to the cows and then the water for the cows and just a lot of water used for processing and all meat production and, the, and then the waste generated. Uh, let's see, I think I lost track a little bit. <laughs> when, when you asked me something, what was the original question? Forget about. <laughs> <laughs> we are at the recall. Yeah, and talking about mm. me and the epiphany you had. I'm not sure. Um, okay. Well, I, I guess. Oh, about compassion for the people involved oh, in the atrocities. Exactly. Oh, okay. So I was. And me, I feel a little bit different sometimes with some of them. Like when I was at the protest at Rancho Veal, I went around to the back to see if I could. Um, it was a reopening. It's now called Marin Sun Farms. <laughs> like it's going to be a much better slaughterhouse. And so I went around to the back, and there's a, a farmer back there. You could tell he was a slaughterhouse worker. And I think he expected me, being a protester, to be belligerent or something. But we're not like that. We're actually very kind and kind people. And so I started talking to him and I said, Hey, I have an idea. Can I film you? And he said, No, I'm, I'm not allowed to talk about anything. And I said, Oh. I said, Why do you do this? And he said, Well, because I think meat tastes good. <laughs> it's tasty. And I said, don't you see? Can't you see what you're doing now? And he said, no. And I said, and I left him and I said, I think that one day you might see that. Because I read book, I read a lot of books on it. And the books are amazing. <clears throat> That's a great way to find out about veganism. It's through books. And uh, a lot of farmers have changed, like Howard Lyman, he was a cattle rancher, and now he's like out there talking about veganism and changing the world. He was the one that got sued on the Oprah Winfrey show by the cattlemen for speaking out. So, yeah. And I just have a really lovely community of uh, vegan friends, and yeah, it's very nice. Have you come across um, any protesters? that were uh, like so 
Adam and, and the anger. Um, yeah. Not really. No. In fact, what happens is we're pretty saddened by the end of the day. By well, there's two aspects to it. There's the getting the word out, and there's a lot of people that listen, which is the positive side, and then you have the negative side of the people that don't like it. And so, but I've never been to a protest where people were mean and religion. Yeah. And people thought, like I took my kids, they're 15 and 18, down to L.A. to do a fur protest. And uh, they expected it to be, you know, some rowdy thing, and they were a little bit frightened. But it was just people standing on the corner of Hollywood Boulevard and with signs and a lot of people actually because um, we just passed a fur ban in, in the city of Hollywood which was amazing so uh, they were quite amazed at how peaceful it was I think there's a lot of misinformation out there about who we are so when you said who we are <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mean to separate us but no, and who's the we? Like, is it your intimate group of people that you work with? Um, there's all, all groups. I, I belong with so many organizations that do so many things. And Facebook has been just amazing on the connections of um, the Internet. has been amazing. I mean, it blows me away what you can do now. You know, to connect with people, like how we connected. Right, right. <laughs> we haven't seen each other in years, and um, all of a sudden, here we are sitting here talking about this. So we've been—I think—we're very blessed to have such um, contemporary things that to get to get the word out. Yes, yeah. I agree. Communication. Yes. Is larger than it's ever been. Yeah, it's amazing. Have you um, studied any indigenous cultures where hunting is a part of their lifestyle? Uh, I've studied shamanism. I've done a few workshops on it and stuff. and There was never that end of it brought up other than wearing <laughs> animal skin. But um, I know that they praise the animal before it's eaten and stuff, but that was many years ago. And I think we're living in a modern society, and the plant-based foods that we have now, there's really um, no reason for us to be killing anymore. Even if, you know, sometimes I, I can agree with hunters, maybe, killing for the food, but I, I just don't believe in killing anything, is my stance on the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, this may seem trite, yeah. but it's not meant to be, but I know it's no, often... Uh, please do, right. say whatever you feel. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, that, a blanket statement, like I don't believe in killing anything, mm -hmm. and the plant is 
Well, I take that back. I was going to say the plant is killed in order to eat it, but you can definitely grow plant food where it's harvested and the plant still is alive and continues. Yeah, that, it's, that's a good point. Um, yes, plants are alive, and, but they are not sentient beings that have capability of feeling pain and suffering and family, and they don't have eyes, and they don't uh, say, let's take a cow and its baby. <clears throat> when the mother, I mean, when the baby is ripped from the mother for milk, for humans, the cow wails for days because they have these immense feelings and people think they're stupid, but they're actually very intelligent and, yeah, and the murdering of them is just horrific. It's nothing compared to pulling a plant out of the ground. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I hear what yeah. you're saying. Mm -hmm. What comes to mind is I just finished a book oh, by Lynn Taggart. Have you heard of her? I think I have. She, is she spiritual writing? Yeah, well, she, she approached the spiritual mm -hmm. aspect of life from a scientific viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And in the book that I just finished, there were experiments where plants reacted to mm -hmm. human interaction. Mm -hmm. And if it was a positive interaction, there was a positive response. If it was a negative interaction, it was a negative response. Mm -hmm. And her premise is that everything's alive. Yes. And our thoughts mm -hmm. truly do interact with everything and create the positive or negative. Yeah. I still believe in that. And raw food is, you know what a raw food is? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they believe in eating the plants alive as much as possible because of the enzymatic um, curlian, uh, what do you say, life to the plant and adjusting that because it's really healthy for you to have the plant more rather than having it sit in the refrigerator for five days you want to eat it as fresh as possible so yeah I think I am is that an answer? Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering if it's possible mm -hmm. like if it seems like sort of a baseline of mm -hmm. belief is a reverence for life and mm -hmm. an honoring for all life. Yes. And again, my intention isn't to talk you into something or out of something. Oh, it's no, more I don't feel that. Sure. Okay, okay. No, I'm enjoying this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it possible to hunt mm -hmm. and and even the experience of the hunt enhance all life. Can hunting actually enhance all life? And what comes to mind 
is looking at nature as a um, as natural mm -hmm. and just as my experience with the salmon was mm -hmm. a spiritual experience I would mm -hmm. say because I was in the experience living the experience mm -hmm. of life having taken mm -hmm. life and now I'm taking from that Sure. Do you think it's possible to hunt in a manner of reverence, of, of you know? From what I see, um, I would say no. The hunters have gotten really belligerent. I mean, you've got Sarah Palin, you've got. Ted Nugent, who's going to say, <laughs> who are blatantly, purposefully displaying the most cruel hunting methods I've ever seen. I, and the wolf hunters, oh my god, there's an article in the San Francisco Examiner that said they get off on it sexually by killing these wolves. And it, it was true, and they actually admitted it. So we have a very sick society, <laughs> unfortunately, that um, doesn't know the real way of the Indian way of hunting, perhaps. Do you know what I'm saying? The yes. sacred right. way. It's gone overboard. So we're that group of hunters is, I don't know, I'm not, I have never heard of a nice group of hunters lately, so I would have to say that um, all meat is murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Well, or fortunately, yeah. you know, the empowerment of that statement. Yeah. Um, like the things that I pick out from what you're saying mm -hmm. is how you say like our society is sick, and our well not at all of us. I but from what I see on Facebook, I mean, I just posted someone yesterday, some Asian country, and she was driving by and she sees a dog tied up to a leash and takes her gun out. And the dog is going back and forth on the leash trying to avoid her gunshot while she shoots it. I mean, that's the mentality today. And then there's the crush videos. You know about those, right? Okay. They take puppies and kittens and these sadistic sexual people take their high heels and crush the animal for sexual... That's sick. Yeah. That is a Yeah, I see so much, it's unbelievable. Alright, so how do you retain your hope? Uh, well, I just have to keep going and spreading the word. That's, that's how I do it. And I have to kind of let, learn to let go of things that I see. The dairy video the other day was the worst. I mean, dairy is huge in just, they take the babies from the mother, they throw them in the old crates, and it showed the workers slamming and kicking the 
baby cows and the baby cows have these big eyes and we're so sad and they're like shoving them in the thing to force them to eat. Never seen such cruelty. Just, I don't know. Sometimes I can't sleep actually. But other times I just keep moving on and sharing different stories so I can <laughs> move out of that one. But yeah, it's important to get the word out so people know what's going on and to make change. All you have to do is sign a petition. Petitions work so well. So easy to do. So many different things you can do. I have meetups here at the house um, that shares uh, raw vegan food and shows you different things to do. And I do fundraisers here for PETA and different organizations. And have Pinterest, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All the social media. <laughs> Oh, and I'm always out there talking to people wherever I go. Yeah. Are your children vegans? Uh, my children are vegan. I would say they're 80% vegan because I cook vegan here and they're not allowed, <laughs> not allowed to bring the dairy in unless my husband sneaks it in here. And, um, but they eat vegetarian outside of the house. There's, you know, it's sad, but there's peer pressure on children, even my kids. And but the good thing about my kids is they won't buy leather, and they do. She doesn't buy anything that they both don't buy anything tested on animals. And she does projects at school about it, so I feel pretty happy about that. But you have the support of your whole family. Well, Fritz, uh, <laughs> uh, he's been a tough one to crack, and all I can do is provide a nice vegan meal at night, and um, he's, he, I take him to speakers, and the last speaker kind of got to him, and so he's been trying really hard to be more vegan, and his brother went vegan, which is unbelievable. <laughs> And see if his brother can go vegan, he can easily. So I think he's really trying now, which is amazing. He's vegetarian. Right. Yeah. Was your father alive when you decided to be a vegetarian? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like there's some stories there. Yeah, he was alive, and I'd bring over my <clears throat> slaughterhouse videos for no watch to show him. You know, why are you eating this? But I don't think it worked. But he was suffering from liver cancer and stuff. So. At the time when you became a vegetarian, he was suffering? Uh, no, not at that time, but during the time I was trying to get him to change his diet. And people don't realize even eating grass-fed beef that the number one killer is heart disease and um, cancer and it's caused from meat eating. You know, it doesn't matter if your food is grass fed or not. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. No. I didn't mean to no, no, sound no, no, like 
Nothing to apologize for. I mean, truly, like, the media is out there oh like, to show the horrific practices that exist. And uh-huh. it's a reality. Yeah. And what we do with that reality is each That's individual's that. choice. Sure. Right. I've got to say, you know, like I don't expect to walk out the door with a changed diet, but there's food for thought, <laughs> pardon the pun. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, I didn't expect you to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping, maybe. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. So, yeah. So, last, like, it's a bit off topic, but it sounds like in the presence of these atrocities, which you open yourself to every day, like mm-hmm. you said, you know, you saw the video of the cows, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's your action that helps keep you positive. Yes, keeps me moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sat down. <laughs> Nice to a girl at a cafe eating a ham and cheese sandwich. I thought, oh no. I, I, I had already sat down and, and I wasn't in a great mood because of something happened that day. And I thought, okay, I should get up and move. And then I thought, you know what? I always, oh, the day I watched that dairy video, <laughs> it got me all pumped up. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to move. So I tricked. Somehow, you have to be very careful. You mean, you know, it's not easy to come up to people and just say, you got to stop eating meat. Or, so I have these flyers, and it says, go vegan, and it shows all the stuff in the pamphlet. So I kind of slid it over to her, and she's probably 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> She said, what's this for? And I said, well, it's just some information for you. I just wanted to share it with you. And then she's, and then she was quiet and she's just kind of turning her back to me while she was eating. And then, um, so later I gave her some time and I said, so I was just curious, what did you think about that, that brochure I handed you? And she said, well, I really love animals, but I love the taste of meat. I said, you know what, thank you for telling me that, because I'm just curious. You know, I hand these out, and I have no clue what people are thinking. So I thanked her for being honest. So, yeah. That sounds really healthy. And I think also with this life, there's an element of there's an opportunity to reconsider. Mm-hmm. And if, if you... Your, your actions can be that simple. Mm-hmm. Like, here's some information. It's an opportunity to consider this information. Mm-hmm. And then what comes of that? You kind of let go of the outcome. Of it. Right. But you've brought that opportunity to the consciousness. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you 
What What is your take on being compassionate yet uh, eating meat? I'm just curious. Yeah. Well, for one, that experience with the salmon was um, a very the word that comes to mind, I don't know if it's appropriate, it's visceral. Mm -hmm. And um, so I have that experience. I have that experience. Now, the, the huge difference in that is I was the process. Mm -hmm. I knew how I was catching this fish. Mm -hmm. So there's an element of trust when I go into a market mm -hmm. that the life is taken in a compassionate manner. And I think there's a lot of unconsciousness on my part because I kind of hear that it is, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I'm not doing any research to where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, it's funny you bring up Ted Nugent because a lot of who he is and what he says, mm -hmm. I disagree with. It just wasn't the wrong way. But one thing, from what I know, from what I've seen, mm -hmm. is um, he's said his body is a temple, and he knows where his meat's coming from because he actually goes and gets it. He mm -hmm. hunts it, you know, and that's the only way he partakes in it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that he's a trophy hunter, and I mean that like maybe he is or maybe he isn't. I'm not sure either. Yeah. So, I'm assuming he is. <laughs> so I, I, from what I've seen, he yeah. isn't. Yeah. But I don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last story talking about indigenous tribes, mm -hmm. and this came from Liz, she told me this, mm -hmm. was that she read that this tribe, when they would hunt, mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of ceremony leading up to the hunt. Mm -hmm. Then the actual hunt, um, mm -hmm. that, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this story. I'm gonna, again, sorry for no, that please. pun. But, You're fine. <laughs> but they, they would run with the pack that they were hanging, like if it was deer, mm -hmm. and they would run like for four days potentially wow. and kind of become one uh -huh. with the animals like they were going to take. Uh -huh. And there was a, in essence, an asking for permission, mm -hmm. permission granted, and then reverence afterward. You know, that's very interesting that you said that because I just went to a fire walk. Do you know what yes. yeah, walk on fire? And this woman got to debate with me about the thing. And she said, well, you know, I have this farmer and he treats his animals really well and and then he asks it to kill it and he lovingly asks it and, and then he takes the life and he eats it lovingly. I said, well, let's see. So... How about I ask you to take your life, and I murder you, stab you, and then I eat you because you have meat, right? Would that, how, how does that differ because you're not able to really speak and tell me like the animal can't speak and say, yes, you're giving me permission to take your life. 
Mm -hmm. I do. And so I, my thought with that is that I believe there is a potential for all life to communicate with all life. Mm -hmm. So one truly can communicate with an animal mm -hmm. and there be a true communication. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to go with the Indians and see what they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. It would give me a new insight into it. Well, I'm not saying I would ever eat meat or kill anything. It wouldn't do anything for me that way, but be interesting. Because I'd like to look at all perspectives. Right. You know? And like I think when you talked about the shamanism and their mm -hmm. wearing of animals, um, mm -hmm. I think that that was a part of their process of the whole animals used. Right. You know, besides the spirit of the animal being embodied and imbibed by the wearing of that skin, mm -hmm. but also from what, again, what little research I have on my own, mm -hmm. their practice was to use the whole animal. Right. It, it wasn't just, and that was one of the big differences when the white man came. Is, mm. You know, they'd slaughter. Both white men came and just blew it all, didn't they? <laughs> well, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. And we keep doing it. It's awful. Right. And that, that I think is what's important to me. Like to answer your question about how do I rectify a reverence for life with my meeting. Mm -hmm. I know how do you do that? Well, like if you asked how I do it, mm -hmm. and I think part of it is unconsciousness. Mm -hmm. I mean, Unconscious. Unconsciousness. You I'm, don't realize what you're I, doing. Well, I'm, I'm right. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about where did this yeah. come from until of, today. <laughs> well, it crosses my mind, but I yeah. think. It's similar, like what comes to mind is driving a car. Mm -hmm. The actual impact on the environment of driving the car no. or flying in an airplane. Okay, good point. But good <laughs> news for you eating meat is more environmentally damaged than driving a hybrid car. What about a regular car? Well, that's even worse. No, but I mean, is the. Because you just said. Eating meat is more environmentally damaging than driving a hybrid car. Well, I meant any car. Any car. Yeah. Right. They up the CO2s. Yeah. There's some great movies out that you should see. Oh, I'm having an event here on May 18th. You should come. All right. It's a raw potluck with nutritional talk. She's really great. And your wife and mother. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there anything more that you'd like to bring up that hasn't been touched upon? I see. Well, okay, the meat recall would send me <laughs> vegan right away. <laughs> All that meat wasted and <clears throat> eye cow disease is why they had to pull, pull it out. And I don't know, it's just so much.
cruelty and I just wish that everybody could see what we see. <laughs> That's all. And I know, you know, it didn't happen to me that way. I, I have no gut judgment that you eat meat because I used to eat meat. And I just think it, it's a time and something clicks on people. It's very strange how it happens. Like all of a sudden, like my friend, he's an artist in Palm Springs and <clears throat> has this really cute, I think it's a French ball. And he looked into its eyes one day and he just realized, you know, I'm eating basically the same thing, you know, because other cultures eat dogs, right? Um, and he just right away quit. So people will have epiphanies and just quit and keep up. Maybe one day that'll happen to you. <laughs> Do you have any really close friends that you would say are soulmates mm -hmm. that are meat eaters? That are meat eaters? Uh, been so entwined with um, my family life lately. Uh, I have meat-eater friends, yes, and I like Brad Black, do you know Brad Black? Yeah. From Greenland. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I go out I go out with people that eat meat. Um, they're very nice to me. They actually <laughs> cater to me. They're like, oh, she has that vegan. And so, no, I get along with everyone. It's important to me. And I like being around people. So, I think being compassionate is a very important aspect to it, unless you brought up. <laughs> I hope this wasn't boring for you people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who cares about that? <laughs> well, no, I hope you learned something anyway. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, Not you, but them. Well, all of all us. us. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like that to me is sort of the bottom line because when two people or more get to a point where there's no movability, you know, it's like I am this, you are that. Yeah. Like, and what do we do? Exactly. Do. No, it doesn't get you anywhere. Right. Yeah. Um, if there, if you, if there's nothing that comes to mind mm -hmm. that you'd like to talk about or mention, um, I have one more question. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Or do you have anything? Oh, do I have anything? <laughs> like you said. Um, let me look at my notes. Okay. So we all know tweeting, Facebook, joining the animal rights group, meetups, lobbying elected officials, and, uh, quotes. Well, that was a question I had for you. Yeah. Um, How are you? <laughs> um, so you what is said it? that petitions actually have a big impact. Oh, big impact. And you know that from experience? I know that from experience that they've worked, yes. All people have to do is sign a petition. It's so easy. I mean, 
people worry, oh, God, the government's going to find me. You know what? So what? I mean, what are you doing wrong? You're signing a damn piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it for years. And, and, and you have experience that, because there's a part of me that hears that and goes, oh, come on, petitions? Really? Yeah, no, no, really. They, they're very effective. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm stuck with that. Does anything come to mind where you know a change has happened because of the signatures involved? Well, there's been so many victories from them, I can't keep up on them, actually. <laughs> Seriously. I believe it. Does anyone come to mind? Uh, let's see. The Orca Bill that just came out for the SeaWorld Orcas. Right. Uh, we had, I can't remember how many, but millions of signatures for California. But the only problem was the lobbyists paid from SeaWorld. So we have another year to wait to see if we're going to win them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else? That I'm just so know? happy to be here with you. Oh, thank you. Oh my God, you're such a beautiful, com compassionate person and so nice. Part of I haven't seen you in so long. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yes. It's so yeah. nice to connect again. Well, thank you. And I was yeah. really um, touched that you reached out and said, hey, I'll do this. Yeah. I was like, well, the first yeah. one that went out to the world. Yeah. Was really I hope good. it turned out okay. I'm sure it did. And my last thing that I was going to bring up mm -hmm. is if you have a post office box mm -hmm. or an appropriate way for people to contact you if they want more information. Uh, well, I have a... Facebook page <laughs> it's called Vegan Green Planet <clears throat> and that's where I do all my posting and I have a lot of information on there and I'm trying to keep up with my blog which is the same name but it, with the recipes but <laughs> I'm having a really hard time keeping up with that but yeah so Vegan Green Planet on Facebook and um Yeah, and the same email if you want to email me, vegangreenplanet at gmail.com. Right. And I think that was it. And I have some recommended reading, um, not the yoga books, <laughs> but <laughs> Becoming Vegan. It has excellent nutrition. If you ever want to read about nutrition, the China study, excellent. Oh my God, excellent. Um, just load up on vegan books and you'll learn so much. And then here's a 21-day cleanse. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you and Liz would want that one. But I have some for you to choose from. Thank you. Yeah. And what about, who's the author of the book that you read that you said? Oh, to? John Robbins. He's it my hero. Okay. He's an amazing, beautiful, compassionate spirit. You would love him. Uh -huh. Maybe you can do him, uh, do his uh, interview next. <laughs> All right, um, Karina, that's all I have. Do you have anything else? No, I'm just so very blessed to be here with you. You have no idea. And I'm so glad that I wasn't too nervous. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, thank you, because I truly am honored by this as well. So, thank you very much. Thank you. For you, not me. It's a beautiful world. It's a beautiful world. It's a beautiful world.